Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Jaguar Report Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Schultz. Last week's pilot got picked up by the network, so I'm, I'm back for episode two, baby. Since the Jags were on by last week, uh, we just we don't really have a game to review, obviously. But we can take a look ahead to this week's game against the 49ers, see how things might go for fantasy and betting purposes. And uh, I guess the one thing we can check in on is how the bye week has impacted uh, players' overall fantasy positional rankings. And as always, this is going to be half PPR scoring at this point. Seems to be the most common format in the industry. And I think it's just a good middle ground when you're throwing out uh, you know, general rankings and such. Um, obviously with a buy, everybody's going to go down and we have a few more weeks of bye weeks left. So you'll see some of this even out over the next couple of weeks. But with that said, you had Trevor Lawrence at 14th overall quarterback. He dropped to 17th. Travis Etienne dropped from second to third. And that was Raheem Mostert who passed him up. And if I had to put my money on it. ETN will take that back over time with uh, the uh, Devon A-Chain return. Ultimately, bringing that backfield to a split, which will give ETN the chance to pass. Christian Kirk went from 18th to 26th wide receiver. Calvin Ridley from 35 to 42. Evan Ingram from 7 to 11. And the Jaguars defense and special teams from 5 to 9. With that put out there, we can review also, I guess, uh, the betting card from last week. And without a Jaguars game, I only played three bets. And see, the first one was Travis Kelsey. I went over 78 and a half receiving yards. I went AJ Brown over 82 and a half receiving yards. And I went Alvin Kamara over 92 and a half rushing plus receiving. I got a little quote here. Um, this is talking about A.J. Brown last week going into his matchup um, against the Cowboys. No need to overthink this one at all, as, as sometimes it really is as easy as playing the hottest guy in the league with a line 40 yards lower than what he has just made routine lately. It wasn't that easy. A quote by some moron. I'm that moron. In a slate full of low totals, I bet on stars, and all of them flopped. My first total punch in the face this season betting, it just, it really be like that sometimes. Okay, let's talk 49ers. Overall, if you look at DVOA, they're the third overall team. First offensive, 15th defensive. I think that tells the overall story of this team 
as they're just a juggernaut on offense and they can play very good defense, but we're going to talk about how as of late it has not not been so great. And in the three-game losing streak they have since week six, their EPA per play on defense is 24th um, in drop-back EPA per play and 28th in rush EPA per play. And then also we've got success rate uh, for defense since week six. 20th in drop-back and 22nd in rush. So all four of these metrics over their three-game losing streak rank in the bottom third of the league. The Browns only put up 334 yards offense on the 49ers, but that was with P.J. Walker starting. And both the Vikings and the Bengals posted 400-plus on them. This game is a little tricky as the 49ers are coming off by, and they have a chance to reset, but I still think the Jags can look at the last few games for an idea on how to attack this defense. Teams have been attacking them on the outside, and I don't blame them at all given the fact that Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are covering, covering the middle. Jamar Chase and T. Higgins combined for 169 yards. Jordan Addison and Brandon Powell combined for 209 yards. And Amari Cooper had 108. So I think it's a Calvin Ridley week more than a Christian Kirk week. I do, however, think Evan Ingram is in line for a nice game as we've seen the Jaguars line him up uh, split out wide a little bit. And he's just been such a functional part of this quick passing game, which is still... Um, been a factor against this Niners defense the last few weeks. Looking at the passing maps, you've seen a handful of stuff at or behind the line of scrimmage. And enter uh, Evan Ingram there. I also can't shake that play from week one down the right sideline where uh, Trevor just, just put one up for Ingram on the money and he just went up and got it. I want to see more of that stuff, especially when they're missing Zay Jones. And I think that's going to be like, I think against the Snyder's defense, that's going to be huge. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I don't, I think at this point, I think I want to see a little bit more is some Ingram split out wide. All that said, you're still starting all of the Jaguars in fantasy. There's a world where you might have another quarterback who's a better start than Trevor this week based on matchup and just based on the Trevor fantasy reality we're living. Um, That's a whole podcast in itself. But I I wouldn't consider benching anyone else. On the flip side, 49ers, they're just a steam train right now. They've only mustered 17 points in each of their three losses um, on this, this losing streak. But once again, they get the bye week to, to try and reset as they try to sort this out. There are a number of running backs I'd consider benching when playing the Jaguars' defense, but Christian McCaffrey is last on that list of them. In the passing game, I think I feel best about George Kittle for the 49ers. The Jags' secondary has been absolutely incredible, and they should be hopefully getting Tyson Campbell and Andre Sisko back from injury. They have a tough task against Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, but Kittle against the linebackers, I think, is my main concern. 
One caveat here is how they use Debo. I could see them matching him up in man inside versus Trey Herndon, which could create some issues, as Debo is electric after the catch. Um, all that said, I guess we can just dive into some of these betting lines and how we feel about them. Uh, first couple here, we got Jags plus three. You got Jags money line at coming in at plus 135. So you're getting a little bit over um, double your money here on that one. The the total the game total here is over or set at 45, and the Jags team total is set at 20 and a half. I think these are all totally reasonable numbers. Just because the San Francisco team is on a three game losing streak, it doesn't mean they suddenly suck. Um, I I think they we've definitely seen them get exposed as far as weaknesses, but it, they aren't just suddenly a bad team. I think you're going to see them turn it around, and it very well could be this week. So I don't think that the Jaguars being underdogs should be a huge surprise to anyone here. Looking at some player props, we've got Trevor Lawrence at 237.5 passing yards, ETN at 62.5 rushing Ridley at 52 and a half receiving yards, Kirk at 53 and a half, Ingram at 45 and a half, ETN at 21 and a half receiving. You also can get ETN at 89 and a half rushing plus receiving. Um, on the 49ers side, Brock Purdy 238 and a half passing, McCaffrey. You got 66 and a half rushing, also 30 and a half receiving, and 101 rush plus receiving. Now, at the time of recording this on BetMGM, they didn't have anything else for the wide receivers in Kittle. So we'll see where that goes. But as far as the Jags go, I, I obviously talked about how I like Ridley. So I am going to, for my betting article, one of my picks will be Ridley. Um,. Over 52 and a half receiving. Talked about how they attack the Niners on the outside, similar to what we saw in Pittsburgh. But obviously, the 49ers pose more of a threat in the middle of the field. So I think we're going to see even more of a, a push to the boundaries here this week. Another one I actually did not mention. Is Trevor Lawrence? This and this is gonna be another one I'm gonna put in my article. Trevor Lawrence over ten and a half rush yards for his longest rush. Um, I was looking at his rushing totals this year. Pretty much any time the Jags are in like a good competitive game, he's busting out a couple scrambles, which makes all the sense in the world. And looking at this defense. For the 49ers, especially after bringing in Chase Young, this defensive line is going to be getting after him. And once again, quick throws. But it's going to also create uh, some scramble opportunities for Trevor. He's just so damn good at navigating the pocket. And he's especially this year has really developed a knack for when to pull it and just take off. So... Over 10.5 yards, longest rush for Trevor, I think is an absolute slam dunk here. 
And for my last bet here, um, I'm going to go to the opposite side of the field and go to Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'm doing it, but hey, you know what? I'm going over a half of an interception. Purdy's throwing a pick. The Jags, and this is per uh, Jaguar Report's own Daniel Griffiths, Jaguars are first in the NFL with 18 takeaways. And then in the last three weeks, uh, lining up with this Niners uh, losing streak, Brock Purdy has five picks and he has nine turnover-worthy plays. That adds up to a pick for me. I mean, I don't know about you. No rocket scientist like Josh Dobbs, but I think Brock's throwing a pick. The Jaguars have been all over the ball on defense, and they've also just dropped how many. Like, it, this one's happening. And metaphorically run as fast as you can to your local book to place this one. And with that, I guess that about wraps it up here. Um, we've got no updates to the records against the spread for the Jags here is once again on by. Um, I'm excited to see how this 49ers game go goes, though. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game. My heart and brain is telling me that the Jags are going to pull this one off. They're just a really good team right now. They haven't even hit their full stride yet, and it feels like with a bye week to reset is like the way for them to get that rolling. I, the, I just have some concern. I just got this bad feeling that the Niners are going to flip the switch this week and and the, and and then pull it out. Even if that's the case, I still think it's going to be a good game. I don't think the Jags are just going to get their crap kicked in, but I don't know. Maybe that's uh some Jags PTSD kicking in, but I don't know. Got that bad feeling Niners really kick it into gear this week. But with that said, I think I'm still going to pick the Jags in my prediction, so you know, it is what it is. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Um, as always, shout out to John for letting me do this podcast. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, let me know if there's anything you want to see out of it or anything you want me to do with it. I'm open to any comments, suggestions, whatever. With that said, uh, good vibes all around.